0: 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Donna, it is is chaos, really. You hear the emergency sirens going, but I need to show you, it's not just on the border. This is Fort McMurray burning this afternoon, Donna. Uh, We're right in the thick of it. This is Highway 63, the main corridor, and we're in downtown. We're not far from a fire station, to be honest, and the hospital... But uh, we also saw up the way, this is Highway 63, the fire seems to be burning across the highway. So people who are trying to go southbound on Highway 63 here to get away from all of this now are likely having to turn around. But but Donna, look at that. Like that, even in the past five minutes, has just flared up. And uh, to be honest, I'm not sure how long we'll be able to stay here, but it, it shows how quickly things are changing.
1: of Reed Feist, who was the Global National Alberta correspondent uh five years ago in Fort McMurray. Reed joins me this afternoon. Hi Reed, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jalen. Reed, when you hear that, when you when you yeah. hear what you just said, for This is Fort McMurray on fire, what does that take you back to?
0: Yeah, I mean, lots of memories. And, you know, of course, this anniversary means um, a lot more to folks who have lost everything or did lose everything. So I just want to acknowledge that. But yeah, it was it was actually five years to about th- these minutes that I said those things. And we've reported along the high side of Highway 63. And, uh, you know, for me, over the past couple of days, I've been kind of thinking back to, to those moments, to the days that led up to them and the days after. Um, and uh, and obviously, as we as we talk about the current crisis and challenge that we face in Alberta and particularly acute in Fort McMurray, kind of thought about the Fort McMurray strong hashtag that evolved and, and hopeful for some better times ahead for that community
1: without a doubt reed feist joining us this afternoon now uh, you know what i find interesting it, it was your pressure really on the company <laughs> to your your news your news, spidey senses were going off uh, as you were having dinner with your folks on 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 uh, the sunday before this tell us that side of the story about uh, you know really working hard to to get up there
0: yeah well, you know uh, uh in in a situation like a uh, global national we're obviously based in in different parts of the country, but when we're monitoring things uh we we flag them to our desks and to the local desks. so yeah, so uh, it was actually May first, probably later afternoon, and Sunday dinner is a pretty routine thing pre pandemic at my parents' house and and I noticed some of the evacuation warnings that Fort McMurray and the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo were putting out and um you know knowing that global at the time didn't have any permanent folks in the region and and that edmonton was a good five-hour drive away you know I, i flagged to our our teams and said you know i think we should get up there the conditions are really dry it's very close to Fort McMurray, and we know there's not a lot of ways in and out of the community. So it, it did take a little convincing, I, I think a couple hours. It wasn't probably until 10 o'clock that night that I got the okay, and, and we made some last-minute flight arrangements and flew out around 6.30 on May 2nd and, and arrived to a pretty smoky region
1: so yeah a pretty smoky region on on may 2nd you woke up on may 3rd and it was it was actually that morning was a pretty nice day like it was blue sky and white clouds wasn't it
0: yeah you know the day before there was a big plume a mushroom sized plume uh, in the shots but uh yeah i think a lot of us including probably residents woke up maybe the worst is beyond us, right? It was a pretty clear day, but of course we know that, um, you know, as, as officials had, had kind of previewed in a news conference earlier on May 3rd, that if the conditions were right, if the wind shifted, this could be bad, and um, obviously you know, that's what happened, and you know, I, I recalled in a bit of a post to friends and family, you know, around, it was probably around 2 o'clock Mountain that we popped out of the uh, the offices of the Shaw that were all located in Beacon Hill, and uh, it, was, it was dark Dark and the darkest I had seen it ever and you know the the, the embers were flying you could you could see the flames and flying through the gusty winds and um, you know it wasn't about 20 minutes later that we got out of there and the trees along kind of that that road in Beacon Hill were already burning and then as, as you played off the top uh, you know pretty quickly we set up along Highway 63 but um, it's not long after I kind of wrapped with that hit, probably around this time, uh, we kind of ran from that area. It was our uh, satellite truck operator, Dean Twardzik, you know, Dino, um, yeah. he he yelled during the hit. He says, we got to go. Um, because to be honest, I was looking at the camera lens. I wasn't seeing behind me often, I think, as, as probably vividly how close the planes were. And I kind of only really realized that watching the video after the fact.
1: Yeah, and 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 where did you go? What did you you just talk yeah, on the road with wh- everybody
0: else? Yeah, well, you know, what? we went we went downtown. So I think the the composite high school is not far from that location, and uh, we broadcast there for a little bit, uh, and then uh, everyone was leaving. People were uh, hosing down their roofs, and the, the RCMP were telling p- people to leave. So we went down Highway 63, and as along along the way, we continued to do hits for either Global National or Global Edmonton, setting up where we could using cellular technology as opposed to satellites, and then we kind of probably. Ended off along on the top of Highway 63, just past Beacon Hill, where there used to uh, stand a, a Super 8 motel, which was completely yeah. on fire near, near Shell Station. And um, and you know I, there was moments in, in retrospect that yeah we were too close we were probably too close to dangerous things that could blow but in the moment you were trying to capture what was happen and, happening and, and telling the story knowing that there the the, the huge numbers of media still weren't up in Fort McMurray quite yet yeah. Um, but yeah no it it it, uh, it is amazing to think it's already been five years since yeah. since that happened but uh, you know also why I wanted to pen it was to, to look back at the great teamwork that, uh, that was achieved by, by the folks at Global and, uh, and all the media uh, trying to tell people what was happening at that terrible time.
1: The, the teamwork and, and you know, I, I reflect back as well on, on the kindness that uh, that we saw in that moment in the days afterwards and, you know, even through, you know, the radio station, people saying, you know, I have this horse, it showed up in my yard, does anyone, is anyone missing a horse or does anyone need a car or hey, I've got gasoline here, but you saw that firsthand that night as well by someone who offered you a, a place to stay right in their own house.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it was uh, Global Edmonton. We we couldn't return to our hotels. One of them had been water bombed. It was the Ramada. And, um, w- you know, obviously we had vehicles, but there was no other place to stay. And Global Edmonton, I think, put a call out on Twitter. And this viewer said, you know, I don't have very much space, but you're welcome to sleep on my floor, on my couch. So I, the five of us who were up there for Global, uh, Fletcher, uh, Kent, Cam Cook, uh, my photographer, Lauren, and Andrea, and then... Um, and and also uh, Dean Schwarzek, we all we all took up residence there for the night. And you know, looking back again, like you say, it was it was that spirit of Alberta helping out our neighbors, and and them very much help that, this woman really helping us out to tell the story yeah. to our viewers and listeners.
1: Yeah, you talk about Fort McMurray strong, about Alberta strong uh, through all of this. You know, five years later, Reed. is that is that kind of your overwhelming, um, you know, top of your head thought? about about that experience about what what uh what the community of fort mcmurray went through and what you
0: saw yeah you bet i mean you know that community was strong before the fire right mm-hmm. when you're at the end of the road it, it, they, they had tough lives and but they worked very hard right and and so you know it's that kind of uh, perseverance i think that gets you through some of the many um you know uh, disasters that they face, faced, whether it's been a fire or whether it's uh-huh. been economic disaster or floods or now covid right um and at the end, you know i you know obviously there's some disagreement among different parts of Alberta about what the situation is, but I think at the end of the day, most Albertans are in it to take care of their neighbors and friends and family, and I think that's what's going to get us that's what got through Fort McMurray. Uh, during that terrible time five years ago and that's what will continue to get the region and hopefully our province through over the next uh, weeks months and and hopefully not years until we (laughs) can get back to uh, some sort of new normal
1: well said Reed I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon taking time out of your day to, to share your thoughts I want to thank you for the work that you did because I know we called on you uh, numerous times to do uh, to talk to us on the radio as well but thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and you um it was great to hear your voice again my
0: friend yeah ditto uh, always uh, always a pleasure chatting with you Jalen. thank yeah. you
1: take care yep yeah. reed feist reed was uh, one of the first reporters in in fort mcmurray uh when when the beast started roaring he was the uh, global national alberta correspondent five years ago he's retired from that position now but um yeah was there and you can go that 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 clip that i paid played for you right off the top of uh, that interview it uh ended up making a a youtube list of like most viewed youtube uh clips because you know you can see during this 30 seconds to a minute of him talking you can see how that fire was coming down this side of a of a hill, a hill, small, whatever, coming down to the highway. And, yeah, and then just a short time later saying, hey, we have to get out of here. Uh, And I know a lot of you have memories of that day. You have, uh, and some of you might not want to talk about it. Others do if you want to share it. 780-496-0063. want to remind you that tonight that uh, Global News will be airing a, a special, it's called Fort McMurray, Adversity and Resilience. It can be seen live on Global Edmonton at 6.30 this evening, and you'll also be able to hear it on our sister station, Global News Radio 880.